Hi, it's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, encrypted uh, <laughs> cult, culty <laughs> true crime, cover it all. True crime. I'm drinking sherry, and Erica's drinking old wine. Yeah. I just, okay. I was going to open up a new one and put frozen fruitas in it. I thought that was a good idea. It is, except I already had two bottles in the fridge from like two weeks ago. And I'm like, then I'll have three. So drink that old stuff. (laughs) Did you like mix two bottles together? No. I didn't think about that. That was Could have done a suicide wine mix. Text Bobby. Tell him to. (laughs) Barkeep. (laughs) Chop, chop. All right, here we go. I'm going to try it. I've been waiting. She's making a face. It's not as bad as I anticipated. Not as bad as our old wine from before? I think, but this is older. Maybe it's one that gets better better with age. Maybe it's just a better (laughs) brand. Oh no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would have poured more. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, you can just watch it or watch Bachelor in Paradise with yeah. more wine. Or maybe it's like gone up in alcohol content. Is that a thing? Uh, we'll just Was say it fermenting it... in my fridge. <laughs> yes. Let's just say that because we know science. We do. Everyone, we we're do. scientists. We and we science. know. We basically know basic science. Really more, good. More than basic. We know we advanced. Know. <laughs> Expert level science. We know scientist level science. <laughs> <laughs> that was really hard for me to say. <laughs> Try it. That was hard. Scientist level science. It's something about it is weird for my brain. <laughs> Doesn't like, like it. That bad. <laughs> Maybe I don't know it. <laughs> you don't know Maybe English I level do. English. <laughs> uh, Did you have news today? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. These always fascinate me. Okay, okay this is uh, from my favorite Coast to Coast website. Oh. Um, mass hysteria is gripping an Indonesian school. Oh, what? So this, I've, have you heard of these before? Yeah, yeah, they've happened in, I remember when they happened in Mexico. Over, yeah. Over like, La Llorona. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so this one is... Um, Refer back to our La Llorona episode for that. <laughs> I don't remember what number it is, but check it out. Llorona. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. A private, <laughs> a private girls' school in Indonesia was filled with screaming students in July... Uh, after one of them allegedly found herself looking into the other world, which is pretty cool sounding to me. <laughs> so oh, she man. said that it. she started seeing in this other world that, like, I, how I picture it is, it's like Silent Hill when everything, like, changes and then mm-hmm. you're seeing, that's what I'm picturing. So she said she saw scenes of blood, gore, and violence swirling around her. Um... She's 17. Um, She said that followed by this vision, she saw the face of pure evil. Um, Shortly after, the 39 other students at the Islamic Religious Institution were in hysterics, fainting, and crying out in fear and panic. 
Um, this is the crazy part is then uh, teachers were included in this what? and claimed to have seen a dark figure lurking about the school campus. Uh, educational authorities sent in Islamic spiritual leaders and counselors to perform exorcisms and calm everybody down that was affected. Um, it's pretty Holy crazy. Crap. Yeah, there's, I guess, I haven't read this, but there's a, an article, um, about this on the BBC website, and they describe a story, um, with, like, describes, like, these kind of stories and the fascinating cultural background of this kind of an outbreak, and that beliefs in spiritual influences and, like, even the concepts of, like, trickster entities mm-hmm. um, can contribute to this. Okay. So, I don't know. There's a movie, too, like, a YouTube video that accompanies it. But it's, like, it's crazy. Like, I've heard of this, like, I feel like you were saying, like, a few other times where it's, like, somebody claims to be possessed by, like, a local trickster or demon or something and, like, Everybody is like flailing on the ground, screaming. Mm-hmm. Also, it's so crazy. But then it's like too, like a lot of the times, teachers and like parents are affected, and it's like it's crazy. And it's I know really mass happening. hysteria is like a thing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Not to say that she's lying or whatever, but um, whether it's is what she's saying. But even if it's not, and it's just, like, crazy mess, both are insane to me. Yeah, both of them are... I, I want I want to have more updates on this. Like, like how... Like, okay, I mean, is it just because, like, they also believe in this thing that she is claiming is, like, affecting her so much that, like, they get freaked out? Or is it, like, some people are just joining in because it's fun? I'm... Because it's always, like, with those, like, uh, like, televangelists and stuff, like, when everyone's, oh, yeah. like, freaking out. It's, like, that's a form of it, too. But, like, I always wonder, like, especially with those, like, those people have to know this is fake. I mean, especially when you're, like, mm. I'm healing this person and then, like, a donation basket lands in your lap, like, a minute later. And you're, like, <laughs> what? I don't know about this. But, like, these kids, like, why know, are man. they doing it? I don't know weird that's crazy beans maybe that's what happened to that um what was that town city whatever is this town i think that you talked about way episodes ago where everybody just disappeared and like oh no one can find anybody and nobody has an explanation and there's like stuff written on the chalkboard there's like one thing left yeah um, was it in south that america that was in south america and i'm forgetting the name of the town but that was in our mass maybe that was episode. it maybe it was mass hysteria and what do they all do just run off into the jungle and just die out in the jungle of exposure <laughs> deadly <laughs> god i don't know i mean huh how the nah that's crazy it's really intense how religion can incite mass hysteria, though. Like, Dude. If, I mean, because we don't know what those people, like you said, their beliefs, like, how long have they been forced She's that information, like, too. had it shoved down their throat? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because it could just, I mean, this this could be just crap that she found online. This might not be anything like, that's religion-based, but. Like, yeah. This, and like, like, almost like the Slenderman crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been? Have you read or seen anything about those Slenderman murders? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've like, watched a couple documentaries on the, it. 
Like people it's convince wild. themselves of what's and even real, considering so. the other friend like wasn't that big on it, and she was the one yeah. that ended up stabbing her. Yeah, well, because the other one it. was so good at spitting crap in her. I know, and she's like schizophrenic and yeah, suffers from stuff. It was a very but... interesting documentary on HBO. If anybody has HBO about the I mean, murders, I was reading. <laughs> Shocker. Mm. I was reading more about the man's murder today. And, um, <laughs> obsessed. Um, because it's like in my news now and I keep clicking it and I'm like, as soon as it's going to only be it. But I was reading about, I was kind of like curious about how Manson gave his family member, cult family members, their nicknames. Mm. And they were like going really deep diving into it about how, like, when you joined his group, he takes takes away your birthday you don't have that to claim anymore yeah you don't get your name anymore uh eventually everyone got fake ids and they had fake names like they their name had nothing to do with their name and then you get a nickname so like you literally they were saying like have nothing and he has everything of yours and you're like belonging to him now yeah they remove individuality yeah and like that you like you know the nicknames were more than just like funny little nicknames which like he presented them as that because like he had like a whole process of how you get the nickname and blah 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 and it seems like harmless is how he like does it but it's like after a while you're like Holy shit, like, I am no one now. Yeah, well, you're no one without the family. So, like, you don't have your individual, like you said, birthday or, or last name or anything. You have what he gave you. So, without him, you feel lost. Yeah, and he would, like, equate it to, like, God. Like, God gave you everything. I took it and gave you new. So, I'm, like, now your new, your new God figure. It was um, really crazy. Well, maybe kind of that kind of crap happened in Indonesia, or the girl just had a psychotic break, or she really did see. I hope, like, I feel bad saying, like, I hope she saw it because I don't want her to see that. But of all the options, I feel like that's pretty. That's pretty metal. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. I hope not, because that crap would suck. Oh my god! Yeah, but like, so metal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm gonna take my news now. It's going in a very light direction. Mmm, cool. We're going, we're leaving Indonesia. We're going to Florida, our favorite oh, state. Because <laughs> I don't know why. I we just, should go to Miami sometime. Uh, I've been to Miami. It's a crazy I'd, place. I'd like to go. Are there a lot of Speedos there? Is it like an offensive um, amount of Speedos? I, I saw a fair amount, but it wasn't like as many as you'd anticipate, I guess. I'm scared of that part. Sorry, Europeans. <laughs> Actually, most of the Speedos that I saw were on, like, super fit gay guys, and it was, like, amazing. Oh, I'm okay with this. And they were having the best time. Not that straight guys can't wear them either. Anybody no, can wear whatever but they want. the gay guys were having so much fun with them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. wearing fun colored cool with it. and patterned ones. Mm-hmm. I so. think it's more just I associate Speedos with, like, 90s movies where it's, like, like douchebags are wearing them. And oh, just I just stuck. think of old fat guys wearing them, which I'm is I'm on not board for a, that. Which is no okay. <laughs> I'm on board with that. No. Like it. No. Okay. We support Florida. all body types on that guys. Except for 90-year-old men in speedos. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Uh when I'm 90, I'm going to wear a bikini for you, girl. 
Whatever, man. And you're gonna like it. <laughs> you can rub the lotions on my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, Florida. You didn't Flor- say no. Let the record show. <laughs> I'll help you out. Sunburns suck. They do. Especially on your butt. Oh, I've gotten it. I've gotten one on my butt. That's a, it's not okay. Cannot pass go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Florida man takes a golf cart on a wild ride through a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a 56-year-old Florida man. He took his golf cart, his golf cart, on a wild ride through a Walmart store, terrorizing shoppers and ignoring deputies' orders to stop before crashing into the cash register. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, why did he have... How long... Wow. How long did he have to drive in it to get there? What? So they found Michael Dale Hudson blocking the liquor store entrance. Liquor store entrance? I guess he also went into a liquor... I don't know. <laughs> that checks out. Huffington Post. That's all I have to say. Uh, I guess he was demanding to speak with a manager. Oh, so there's, like, I guess a liquor store that's separate, that's part of Walmart. Okay. So, Crazy. Uh, as deputies spoke to Hudson, up. they say he suddenly drove toward the store's main entrance. Customers jumped out of the way as he barreled through the door. He raced toward the checkout area, hitting several customers. Oh, not <laughs> <No>. okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it. He just so, I haven't been in Walmart in a very long time, and we went mm. in there this weekend for a split second, and we <laughs> we got one thing, and then we went to the self checkout, and there was this lady behind us talking so loudly, and she had her person that she was talking to on speakerphone, so she was crazy loud, and then the lady's like, "Okay, we're leaving. Like, you better meet us in the parking lot because we're heading out right now." And our friend was like. Okay, well, I'm coming. She's like, I just got to figure out where to park the car. I think on the side it will be okay because then the cops won't see it. And I was like, what is going on? uh, uh, No. I hate Walmart so much. Yeah, me too. I really don't like it. The only only reason that I've even gone to a Walmart recently was because we went to the one in Kona. Because it was the easiest place to stop and get a buttload of sunscreen and some beer mm-hmm. and it was all really cheap i think we got sunscreen beer aloe that's acceptable and that's but that's like it i can't even i think we got some snacks we're like uh, trail mix can't. and chips and that was it like but, nowhere uh, else would you hear that conversation besides oh, like no. a 7-eleven maybe oh bummer walmart's the worst mm. it brings out the worst i feel mm-hmm Brings out the worst. All right, shall we get started on our our guy that I thought was a lot worse than he really was, but he's still bad. Uh oh, he's horrible. Yeah, he's still horrible. So we're talking about H. H. Holmes. Holmes. I thought he was a nightmare person. He's still okay. I'm. I. Sh- I feel like I should stop talking because who is your who? Are, what makes him not as nightmare? What do you think well, was happening? Well, I. I learned a lot about how most of his murders were committed because of convenience out of, like, insurance scams. Not so much just because he felt like killing. I beg to differ. But that's the thing. Nobody (laughs) really knows. So it's... um, But a lot of them that were people he killed in the murder castle was... um, 
were women that he had over or who were stenographers that worked for mm-hmm. him. There, that stuff was still awful. Definitely. Definitely. And some but of them, they found a, a seven-year-old's body. And there's an the explanation remains. for that one, oh. which is not okay. But there, but the thing is, it's, it was still awful. I'm not saying that he oh, wasn't no, no. It was terrible, yeah, but not. I thought he had killed, like, there were rumors that this man had killed over 200 people. They still think that's possible from what some I've do, read. Some do. Some people don't. It's uh, up in the I air. believe it. I do. Well, I don't know if I believe it because, well, we'll get into it and I'll tell you in a little bit. Should we start oh, at the I- beginning? Don't do it always. Okay. (laughs) So H.H. Holmes was actually born as Herman Webster Mudgett. (laughs) Worst name I've ever heard. That's not a good one. (laughs) But, you know, I would have figured they would have said he changed it because it's that name. He just changed it to, like, avoid previous crimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you changed it because it sucks. Oh, no, you didn't. Did you like it? <laughs> I mean, you liked it. Ew. <laughs> Gross. So he was born in 1861. So this guy's an old school serial killer. He's supposedly America's first serial killer. Yeah. That Which they, is pretty that gnarly. Documented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's way others. <laughs> So I think he got married at like the age of 19 or something really young. And <laughs> as soon as he got married to her, he just like abandoned her. Like, so horrible. This guy, He's not good scumbag. with relationships at all. No. At, throughout his lifetime, he ended up marrying three different women, but never divorcing any of them. So yeah. he was concurrently married to three women, but never letting that, any of them like, know. Are you kidding me? And he oh, yeah. had, like, independent lives with each of them. <laughs> so insane. So awful. And he's been a psycho since he was little. He didn't just decide one day, I'm going to start building a murder castle and murder people in it. <laughs> he was weird, like, starting out. He or he, There's known proof or whatever of him being a total psychopath in college. What did he do in college? I don't remember that part. <laughs> so I have this one written down from this website. It said in college when he worked in the anatomy lab. Oh, yeah. He liked to mutilate cadavers to defraud life insurance companies. Um, <laughs> oh, and then there was another time when he was the last person to have been seen with a missing little boy in New York. Uh, right? Then, I forgot about that. He's just awful. And then later on when he worked as a pharmacist in Philly... Um, a young customer died shortly after taking pills he gave them. Mm. So, before he started to build his tortured house, like, he was already, like, totally messed up. Like, yeah, he changed his name for, mostly it says to escape insurance fraud, but... He he chose the name Holmes because of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, weird. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, he would he would steal cadavers and disfigured bodies to claim insurance money on their deaths, mm-hmm. and I guess it actually worked for him, which is like crazy. But he actually received his doctorate um, from the University of Michigan. Yeah, so. he just apparently it was. I mean, I guess he was good at what he did. I don't know. <laughs> but hmm. yeah, in eighty 80- yeah. <laughs> Barf. In 1886, he moved to Chicago, and that's when he changed his name to H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, way better. <laughs> but his first, the first known for sure murder victim, I mean, that little boy and that woman, 
probably were his first, but this is the first official. Um, his friend Robert Leacock, um, he was murdered for his insurance money of forty thousand dollars. So what he would do is he would just like it was back then. That's a that's basically retirement money. Yeah. Um, but which goes to then argue that he wasn't just doing it for the money, right? He's a psycho. It's like that's habitual at that point. Yeah, I, feel, I don't that's know. That's just maybe. like a cherry on top. Oh, I get a payout also. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1887, not too long after he was married to his first wife, um, Clara, he married Murda Belknap, Belknap, Murda, Murda, M Y R T A, Murda. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just hearing in a reggae accent someone saying Marta. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stupid. And then I'm like, oh shit, she probably got murdered. Or Marta. <laughs> That's all I hear. I'm sorry. You I'm should drinking be sorry. Old wine. Keep drinking your old wine. <laughs> oh, um, I'm drying. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is so weird. So in 87, he married Murda, but in 88, he had a son with Clara, his first wife. Okay. And then in 89, he and Murda had a daughter named Lucy. So he's, he's all over the place and he's keeping his lives completely separate. Neither of the wives know about one another. So I assume you gotta be a little off to like him. Apparently, he was, like, a ladies' man. Yeah, I know. They said, like, he was charming, and, like, in court, he was even, like, very good. He represented himself, and they said, like, you could see how he is, like, kind of cunning and charming and witty, so. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you're with someone, I can see, like, him turning it on, like, in a moment. You know what I mean? But I feel yeah. like if you're that weird, and you're with them, like, intimately, like, you know, there, you would, there would, there had to have been some things. Yeah, but maybe at that point they had already. Maybe he wasn't like, with them that much, actually. Yeah, maybe he left it like months at a time or something. That would be normal then too for some people. Mm-hmm. Then from June eighty-eight to May eighteen ninety, he ended up recruiting three people to work with him: Charles Chapel, Patrick Quinlan, and Benjamin Pitzel. And these names are important because what does he do? He uses them for things, of course. <laughs> but then in eighty-three. Um, he had these people help him uh, open up his open up his murder hotel, which was and they called it a castle because it was so much bigger than all of the buildings around it. I mean, it was yeah. only three stories high, but it was it was it was across the street too from where I worked, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. I thought that was like wow, you're like right there. That's nuts. Super convenient. I have mm-hmm. a picture of a th- what. Let's see, a three story building. He said it was going to be used for apartments and shops. Lies. I know. <laughs> he never actually ran any business, like a legit business there. He didn't really open it up officially as a hotel. He just kind of re- is like, hey, you want to come stay mm-hmm. here? Step inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says first floor was for storefronts. Um, the third floor held a apartments and the second floor basement hid the elaborate horrors for which he became famous for mm-hmm. apparently he had like shoots like laundry shoots but they were much bigger and they uh-huh. would allow for bodies to go dumping from one room to another and 
According to the press at the time, they said that there were stairs that led to nowhere, doors with no room, and then rooms with no doors, which I don't know how they'd even discover those rooms. Um, And that a lot of the rooms were piped with gas so that he could gas his victims and then dump them into the chutes and... Yeah, they said that some people said he had a crematorium, but others described it as a human-sized stove because it really wasn't, like, a Mm. normal, like, crematorium, like, oven. It was, like, he just had a weird-ass stove. One thing (laughs) I heard that was scary, too, is, like, so if you were, like, starting to feel like something was off and, like, you'd run into a room to try to find your way out because the whole place was super disorienting, Mm -hmm. you would go in... Door would, like, lock, and then you would open another door, and there would just be solid brick to what would normally be an exit. Creepy. And then they said how his piping worked was then you would hear, like, rattling, and then you would hear the actual gas being pushed through the room. And oh. he would just be waiting in a nearby room. No. It's weird. It's super weird. It's so creepy. I, uh, it's weird. I read that he had, I'm trying to find it, about how he got this place built. Because it's not really, like, it's a very unconventional building. So I guess he had, like, swindled a bunch of different um, architects and contractors and stuff that built. So he would... um, Didn't he switch out workers there a lot, too? He didn't let anyone stay long. Yeah, he switched out workers. He switched out companies that he used so that none of them really knew what was going on in each room. So, like, each room was different. Then mm-hmm. um, in that he would be like, okay, you're going to work in this section. You're not working anywhere else. And you're going to yeah. work on the windows here. Yeah, so he didn't want anybody realizing that, hey, these weird pipes in this room are going to pump gas that somebody is <laughs> building like a device for in this room. And like no one knows. You're never going to see the finished product. Um, I actually have a quote from an article written in 1937 uh, from the Chicago Chicago. Chicago Tribune described their his house, so-called house. Oh, what a queer house it was. In all America, there was none other like it. Its chimneys stuck out where chimneys should never stick out. Its stairways ended nowhere in particular. Winding passages th- brought the uninitiated with a frightful jerk back to where they had started from. There were rooms that had no doors. There were doors that had no rooms. <laughs> a mysterious house it was indeed. A crooked house. A reflex of the builder's own distorted mind. In that house occurred dark and eerie deeds so weird this is Mm -hmm. creepy too i just saw this it said that um some of the rooms had as many as five doors weird (laughs) Uh, and it said the airless chambers hid underneath the floorboards and there were usually iron plate lined walls so you couldn't even like bash your way out Mm. and they were soundproof yes so that nobody could hear. Ugh, it's so screaming. creepy. It said his own apartment had a trapdoor in the bathroom, which opened to reveal a staircase, which led to a windowless cubicle. In the cubicle, there was a large chute that tunneled through to the basement, and it was obviously not used for laundry. <laughs> it was used for dead people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or soon-to-be dead people, because sometimes he brought them down alive. Yeah. But, um, I was reading... That at the time, so that Chicago Tribune article, like, what happened was when he was eventually caught, and we'll go back to describing more of the victims that he had, because he had some crazy things, like, he did some crazy stupid crap, but the journalists at the time were 
very prone to exacerbating things. <laughs> and they That's what would, sells papers. Yeah, they would exaggerate. They would outright lie. Um, and the crazy thing was the cops, like, when this all came to, f- like, when they all realized what the hell was going on, the cops tried to keep people out of the house, but the press and a bunch of, like, looky-loos broke in. And they all got in. They started ransacking the place. Mm-hmm. And like the last place I'd want to go. And so they started ransacking it, and like, the what press if you got started stuck in that like soundproof room. God, I don't know. You know but what they I mean? started describing like... it like all crazy. So we don't really know what happened because that building was burned down by some arsonist. Mm-hmm. And so we don't truly know Ugh. if what they were describing was fully accurate or just them sensationalizing it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but the other thing that's creepy back to his victims. <laughs> Is um his house and the doors and some of the stairs it set had mm-hmm. a alarm system. Oh. Which is really creepy. So someone stepped into the hall or headed downstairs in his room, a buzzer would sound. Which makes oh. me think someone's trying to escape. Yeah. Or a new victim is coming in. <laughs> so oh, eerie. Spoopy. It's super, super, spoopy. I don't like it. It's creepers. Like, oh, it's so weird. It sucks. And what sucks is, like, the world, uh, World's Fair was going on. So, like, there's tons of people who are like, oh, let's just go in here. Which is why I can see, like, it doesn't need to be advertised as being open or anything. Because mm-hmm. it looks like a place you would stay, even though it's not operating. And that's perfect for him. Because then nobody's going to suspect people are, like, really staying there, you know? Especially if they're mm-hmm. um, tourists. Yep. And there was yep. a buttload of people at the fair. So it's, like, And there were easy a couple pickings. of girls that they said, like, two of the girls that he, that he killed there at the house or at the castle, whatever. Murder house castle thing. He tried to say that it was, that he was trying to help them perform an abortion. And that they died that way, but their bodies were so mutilated that they're like, uh, yeah, no. And it was, like, both of the women that had died this way. Give me one second. My cat is crying. Mm. Come on. Come on. Come here, stinky. All right. Oh, baby. Um, Did you read anything about the part when like cops when they got to investigate it were they were led down into the cellar and there were like a bunch of animal bones the little boys bones mm-hmm. and then um like the thing that like immediately stood out was it said on um an operating table he down had down there um it was like a woman's uh clothes and they were just soaked in blood like the entire like part of her all of her outfit was just there and it said that all of his surgical stuff was nearby and there was another operating table and um that he had like among his weird operating tools there was like bizarre torture devices and then acids to like disintegrate bodies yeah which means like he was still like doing like his schoolwork basically down there when he was like doing all that some people i heard said too that he would like sell um body parts and organs on the black market he also sold skeletons to to educational facilities 
so nuts, dude. <laughs> um, but one of his family, like some of his victims, like you said, little boy. So the Pietzel family that I had mentioned earlier, they were known victims of his. Um, his fa- the father Ben and three of his children, daughters Alice and Nellie, and their little son Howard. The family was killed during 80, 1984, and instead of using cadaver. Holmes used the former business partner, Ben, as part of his insurance fraud scheme. So that was, he got Ben's insurance money. Mm. He knocked him out and killed him by setting him on fire. And then... It's wild. The children, he didn't kill the children right away. He waited to kill them for some reason. How long? uh, So fall of 84 was when Ben died. And then July 15th was when Alice and Nellie's bodies were found... But they weren't, they weren't in, like, a state of super decomp. So, like, he held on to them for a while alive. Um, but they were Why? found in a, a cellar in Toronto. And then Maybe later... Maybe didn't want to draw attention? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Later, authorities found teeth and pieces of bone among charred ruins that belonged to Howard in an Indianapolis co- cottage that Holmes had rented. So mm-hmm. he was taking these kids with him all over the place... And, sorry, I have to let my cat out now. In, out, in, out. Sorry. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so this is creepy. Not that none of this already hasn't been creepy. Yeah. But instead, a lot of them... Okay, so it said he, in the two years he was in the murder castle, he hired 150 women. They worked as stenographers for him. And then a few were also mistresses. Not a surprise. I mean, he's got this huge place, and I'm supposedly mm-hmm. he's charming. Um, and most Gross. of them came from wealthy families, which I'm sure he knew because he's like, oh, if I kill you, maybe I can get more money. And it's just so sad because it's like they went to work for him or whatever. And because they're a mistress, I'm sure nobody knew they were there. So a lot of these girls, like families, never even saw him again. And then the mm-hmm. super creepy part I was referring to is that he photographed like his favorites, Ooh. which is a, so creepy. I just don't. Oh, that part like, oh, it's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Should we talk about when he got arrested? Not yet. I want okay. to tell you about one more thing. One more victim. Uh, yeah, Julia and her daughter Pearl. Mm. Um, Emmeline Sigrand and sisters Minnie and Nanny Williams were all victims of his. Minnie had actually married Holmes, who, of course, swindled her out of her insurance. Shocker. I know. The bodies of Julia, Emmeline, and Minnie and Nanny were never found, but rumor had it that he had probably sold their cadavers to medical school. And then he had consistently stated that Julia and Emmeline died while undergoing illegal abortions. So he was like, no, 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 I was trying to help them. Mm. All right, asshole. Um, and Julia was allegedly Holmes' lover, and Emmeline was Holmes' former secretary, one of his stenographers, whom he later purportedly proposed to. So he was like... He's just nuts. Yeah. And then, um, while searching his hotel, authorities recovered Minnie's watch chain and Nanny's garter buckle in one of the ovens. Yeah. It said they found a gold chain from a shoe, too, Mm. that didn't burn. It's just wild. Yeah, um, and I guess, you know, like, Ugh. forensic evidence obviously was really basic at that time, but yeah. uh, the bones found in the basement most likely belonged to 12-year-old Pearl, the daughter whom he allegedly Aww. poisoned, and 
as for Emmeline, the police believe they had come upon her hair and bones. So, yeah. Mm. He was, uh, there were, you know, there's a huge list of other people that he potentially murdered, but, um... I think he murdered more than the 27 or whatever he admitted to. He claimed to have murdered, like, a bunch more people, but a few of them were found alive. So it's kind of like... And he was, like, obviously known to be a liar. Maybe he just lost count. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Oh, yeah, I didn't kill them. Merp, I just worked with them. (laughs) I can see it. I don't know. Because they say, like, thousands of people went missing during the World's Fair. Yeah. Thousands? That's crazy. I don't know. He... Oh, he's such a creeper. And he would, like, leave bodies everywhere he went, so... While he's busy swimming people out of their insurance money, so I would not be surprised. No. Here's a creepy quote from Mr. Creeper. (laughs) You probably read this one. He said, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Piss off, dude. Fucking lame, bruh. Naked. <laughs> oh no! It's always no. the most appropriate time. It's always so random. And I yeah, I think it's so telling too that he represented himself at the trial. Because oh, he thinks he's... he's like untouchable, has been getting away with it forever, freaking has a murder castle, no one cares. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's been married to three women at the same time. Like, why wouldn't he represent himself? He's smarter than everybody. So, you want to hear something funny? He ended up bringing one of, I don't remember which wife, but one of the wives back to his first wife. And he brought, like, his wife and kid Mm. to his first wife. Oh, yeah, didn't they stay with him while he went away? That's right. And he told her, he's like, oh, I've had amnesia for the past seven years. That's why I haven't seen you. And that's why I married this lady. And she's like, it's okay. I still love you. You can stay married to both of us. you got to be a little weird to be with that guy. (laughs) Were people just not charming at all then? And, like, you needed just a fraction of charm to feel like... You know, like, he's the best guy ever. Maybe he, know. like, still had his teeth. Potentially. Maybe he had a sweet mustache. Oh, yeah, his mustache is gross. Should we describe him physically, or should we describe his his arrest? Well, let's do arrest, I guess. Yeah. You you do arrest. I can talk a little bit about his... No. He just got arrested. Because <laughs> he, oh, okay. he kept getting swindled, or he kept swindling the insurance companies, and the insurance companies finally caught on, basically. Yeah, it wasn't Basically, he got stuck on the insurance crap. It wasn't even his murders. No, which is insane to me. What's also weird is he was, like, super good with the law when he was representing himself. He, like, knew how to cite, like, different cases and things. Like, he knew what he was talking about when he was up there. He wasn't just, like, uh. didn't do it. like he knew what he was talking about he's just annoying i don't like him he just yeah hold on i just was looking for a picture of him and i see the question is megan markle a descendant of jack the ripper suspect hh holmes (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) that i need to investigate hold (laughs) please so something like kind of I don't even know what the word is. Interesting about this, too, is once he um, got sentenced to death, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, my one request pretty much is that I don't want to just be buried in, like, the regular oh. coffin. I want it to be filled up with cement because he's like, I know what I would do to a body. And he didn't want it done to him, which I think is, like, 
I'd be like, wow. mm-hmm, sure, if I was the judge. And then I'd, like, throw him out in the middle of the road, let kids <laughs> poke at him with sticks. <laughs> Ew, he's bloated. <laughs> poke right here. It's going to explode. <laughs> That's what he should have got. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. but they actually did it. That's what's nuts. I know. And then, ew, this is another thing that is everything about him is just so creepers. Um, before his death in 1896, he told people he thought he was turning into the devil and that his face oh. was taking on a demonic look. What? And then, yeah, that's like a quote from him when he was in jail. And then when the floor dropped beneath him, when he was hung, his neck didn't snap. Like it should have. He was there twitching for 20 minutes before yeah. pronounced it. 20 minutes. That is wildly long. Really I'm, long time. Oh, that's crazy to me. You know what it was? It was all that life insurance money. It just sustained him extra long. <laughs> it, oh, I, mm, I don't know. It's weird. 20 minutes twitching. Like, does a crowd hang around for that? Do they watch? I'd get bored. After about, you know, five minutes, I'd be like, just tell me how long it takes. I'm going to go get something Mom, to this eat. sucks. I want to go home. He's not dead yet. <laughs> Throw a tomato at him. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, me too. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, child. We'll come back and poke him later. <laughs> Best art. Uh, so did you hear or read about, um, all the weird things that happened to people who were involved with him after he died? No. Okay. So lots of weird things happened to people connected to this case. Uh, the man who initially tipped off the police to H.H. Holmes' illegal dealings was shot by a Chicago police officer. The warden at the prison where Holmes had, uh, been held before, um, he died, um, he killed himself, which is strange. So maybe because he was so wigged out by being around him is like the lore. And then the office of the district attorney who argued the famous case caught on fire. <laughs> and the only item to survive the blaze intact was the photo of him. Uh, only thing. Maybe he was becoming the devil. I... Damn. And then Patrick Quinlan, the former caretaker of the castle, who after Holmes knew, like, the most about the haunted building once Holmes died, mm-hmm. um, he committed suicide. And he left Was a it- one-sentence note that said, right. I could not sleep. Right. And he... Weird. Supposedly somebody that helped him with his victims, though. He must have. Because if he was alive and knew about the, like, home... Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have left that guy alive if he didn't trust him. There's no way. He killed everybody. He supposedly helped him move bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. Like, I could not dumpsters sleep. And stuff. Like, is it because, like, he saw too much and he mm-hmm. felt... Guilty? Um, guilty? Or, like, were there, like, things haunting it? I don't know. He probably cool. had ghosts both. on his butt. I could see it easily being all the above. Mm-hmm. I could not sleep. What a weird thing to write. Like, to just just write that, I guess, is weird. Mm, if I were to do something Say like why. that to myself, I know I would be as cryptic as possible. You suck. I feel like they've been watching me. <laughs> 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 Gotta go. <laughs> be like, 
They're in the closet. Ah! <laughs> I'm behind you. <laughs> so this guy was uh, supposedly the United States' first serial killer. He was a douche. Did you also about his great-great-grandson exhuming the grave? Oh, yeah. And he's super convinced that he's J- Jack the Ripper? No, he, um, okay, so there's, there's, um, maybe another one is, there's one in specific, um, I forget the great, great grandson's name, but there's like a huge conspiracy theory around the fact that Holmes got a double and that is who died and that's why he filled it with cement because he didn't want people to know. Oh, so the grandson... Sorry, it's not his grand. It is his grandson, but it's like two or three greats. So I'm just gonna say grandson because this sure. is more recent. This is like this era. Um, yeah. he's like around now. Didn't he do a TED talk? No, he had his. Maybe he did, but he did a special mm. on uh, the History Channel, I think. Okay. And um, he wanted to know if it was true or not, and uh, so he petitioned, and he was able to get the coffin exhumed so it's really crazy so the thing had been in there for like 125 130 years like this old cement because he was encased in it and they did find the guy like a skeleton in it um so there was a body in there and um what he was quoted as saying is chills went up and down my spine to see that skeleton and the skull with the brain still inside which is a phenomenon that scientists have not been able to explain he said it scared him to death his mustache was still intact. Oh! Like, really weird. And, well, I um, imagine that the cement would preserve it. Yeah, it did. Um, and <sighs> they used his teeth to match him, and it it was him. So they did find out. Oh, it's really... Oh, it's so creepy to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then also people have been trying to... Like... Supposedly, they excavated all of the ground because now there's a post office where the murder castle used to be. Yep. It's the Inglewood post office. And people were like, there's got to be more bodies or more stuff that's buried there. And, like, they said, like, they didn't turn anything up before they built on it. But then a lot of people argued, like, the people who were doing the, like, deterring of the ground or whatever, mm-hmm. they were just, like, regular Joe, like, cops who weren't trained in anything to be, like, excavating or doing yeah. any kind of dig. They weren't, like, CSI people at all. Well, now we have the technology to scan that Yeah, stuff. and, well, it, this wasn't that long ago. It was, like, I don't know when it was, but, I mean, it was, I yeah, it wasn't, like, now, but... He, they were saying, like, there probably is. You, they, you guys just didn't know what you were doing, which sucks. Tear down the post office. Tear it down. It. Well, I heard that the Dig post office is haunted. I love it. Haunted post office. Haunted mail. <laughs> we should mail something there. We should send mail there. Send it to H.H. Holmes. Ooh. At the murder castle. <laughs> That's awful. That's, we should do that. And in the letter, just be like, fuck you. <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> You're the worst. We had to. I don't know. He died, what, when he was 34? Something, yeah. Yeah, he didn't live too long, so there's that silver lining, I guess. Well, but we still... D- exactly. He should have died when he was, like, 24. <laughs> Let's put him at, like, 19. Yeah, true. Before college. Yes. <laughs> Before he started scamming people. Did he have, like, a shitty childhood? 
No, he had actually had a very normal childhood. He liked animals. He had a very good, like, he was, he had a very normal mm, childhood. snapped. That's weird. He probably they just never got, like, animals. maybe the swindling Bored? people thing was, like, a gateway drug for him. Yeah, and then he realized he liked killing. Or he was, or like, he was, oh, like, bored I'm with really everything good else? with these dead bodies and getting money, but I don't want to work around dead bodies all the time. <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> Kill people instead. <laughs> so gross. I, just, I don't know. We'll never know. Let's get a time machine and go ask him. Ew. And we can shave off his mustache because it's Ooh, back in. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. His picture of him, he looks like a lot of like pictures of people in 1800s and earlier. They <laughs> look like. They're from then. Then mm-hmm. he looks like he is kind of modern. I, you know I'm I mean? glad that you said that because I feel the same way about his face. It's yeah. really strange. I, especially like you take that hat off of him, like this bowler hat that really like makes it you know not look modern. And that makes him look like he's from the westerns. Yeah, and, and then you like twirl his mustache up a little more. He's like a hipster working like at a coffee house. <laughs> Serving up them macchiatos. Wearing flannel and is being better than you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Take the jacket off, just have suspenders, and he can be a real pretentious hipster. Oh, working at a bar that serves only one kind of liquor. Craft cocktails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a drink named the the Home Squared, the HH Squared. Ugh. <laughs> oh, the H Square. <laughs> Gross. He could have had a whole other life, and he didn't even know it. He's not, like, a horrible-looking person. Like, I can I can see how women would be like, oh, he's good-looking for the time, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, yeah. that mustache is out of control. It is it long. Is. It's droopy, too. It's weirdly droopy. Shave it off, it. man. You're probably a lot better looking without it. Yeah, he is. I'm holding my hand up. <laughs> I'm oh, blocking too. it. I don't know. He's, I don't know. Weepy. Mm-hmm. Weepy. He'll always be mudget. Mudget. Forever <laughs> mudget. Forever the mudge. Ew. That would have been his cocktail. <laughs> the mudget. Just call it the mudge. The mudget. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And then it would have Kahlua in it, so it would look brown. Ew, yeah, it would. Make a poo drink. <laughs> Don't a jerk. <laughs> he fails i liked reading about him yeah it was very Did, interesting um if anyone watches american horror story it's the hotel season mm-hmm. that is based off of his hotel and then one of the five thousand characters that evan what's his name plays evan peters yeah the one with the really old-timey accent. <laughs> it's, like, not even a real accent that exists. Like, the old Hollywood Clark the, Gable like, accent. Isn't that called, like, the Atlantic accent? Probably. I don't know. It's, like, a weird so. Gilded Age Hollywood made-up accent. And he's that one. <laughs> and he would... that. So, if you've seen that season, that's who they base that character off of. And that's why it's the hotel and all the people die there. And Lady Gaga does things. Mm-hmm. And people... She has the vampire albino kids that follow her around. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the kids. I haven't seen that that season in a while. I mean, maybe I'll yeah. do that for Halloween. I can make Enz- Esme my little... Vampire baby? My little, you don't even uh... have to put makeup on her. No, she's so blonde. <laughs> like, that would work. 
That's it. I, I like that idea. That. Ooh, go uh, just, ball gown shopping after this. <laughs> just make Bobby be one of your vampire thralls. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or he could be a freakishly uh, tall kid that follows me also. <laughs> that would be so gross. <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a little cute like Esme, it. like regular child size. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> freakish, freakish child size? Mm, yes. Man child. Man child size. Nah, he can be a vampire. That'll work. Yep. Cool beans. Oh. Well, that was AJ Chalmers. I learned something. <laughs> I think next week, we've already decided because a listener gave us a suggestion. Mm-hmm. For for our thing, and we keep saying it wrong, so now I need to look it up again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> is silent first. Silent mass disaster. Yes, it is the silent mass disaster. And if you don't know what that is, don't look it up because we're going to tell you all about it next week. Whoop, whoop. But it's going to be kind of a shorter episode because, well, Erica's going to be in Hawaii, and we have to record this at a time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, we have lives too, sort of. Nah, barely. Really. We wanted to fit in extra podcast time for you folks while Erica's vacationing in Hawaii like an a-hole. While Erica so. is getting irresponsibly drunk. Oh yeah, because no baby. Nope. All right. I can't wait. Well, so we many expect videos. So many from mojitos. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. <laughs> And lava flows, all about it. Well, join us next week uh, while we talk about the silent mass disaster that's going on in the United States and probably around the world, but the United States is really Super bad. Failing. And if you are a Patreon member, uh, we have episode. <laughs> we have an episode next or coming up very soon in a couple days. Mm. Friday. Get ready mm-hmm. for it. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't. Mm-mm. But it's always a good time. It is. It is. It's the best time. <laughs> cold beans. All fresh wine for it. Make it a special occasion. Ooh, maybe I'll do that too. Instead of drinking sherry that's been open for a while. <laughs> that's so gross. But I can't judge. Mine's old. You really can't judge. Mm-mm. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. Uh, America. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>